Welcome back to Focus. This is Ron Sisko, and I'm in the New Mexico desert. You know, it's very interesting. New Mexico is about a mile high, pretty much across the state. Uh, where I am right now is slightly higher than the average place in uh, New Mexico. Uh, I shot a match in, well, kind of just outside of Albuquerque. It was a little bit of a drive from where I am right now. Uh, but I had a wonderful time. The people I met were great. The, uh, the company was wonderful. I, I tried to stop and say hi to a friend um, at a bar. Uh, it was a brewery. And, uh, and it was kind of, kind of fascinating. We met this guy. His name is Steve. And, uh, and Steve, Steve is in his, his 50s, I believe. He's a medic. He teaches. He's a great guy. Very, very nice anyway. Um, I can't speak to his life or what his experiences are, whether or not he's a really nice person, but but to me, he seemed like a very nice person. We had a lovely conversation. It was probably a little too long-winded, and it definitely got political, which is something that happens the first time you meet me. Pretty much, pretty much guaranteed. Steve and I had a very interesting conversation after my friend left. Uh, it actually probably went on a little bit longer than it should have, but I thought Steve was such a fascinating person. I actually gave him my business card, so I'm hoping that He'll reach out and and uh, and, and say anything back. I'd, I'd love to hear from you, Steve. I hope you're listening. Steve um, Steve says he leans a little bit more liberal in, in terms of things, but, but definitely on the uh, um, libertarian side of things. If you know me, you know that I don't really appreciate libertarianism in general because I believe it leads to the bystander effect, or for those of you who aren't aware, the idea that someone else will take care of it. Someone more qualified, someone better suited to do it than you. When the truth is, you're the one. And so obviously there's a clash of ideology. Whenever we talk about anything, um, Steve comes from the perspective of somebody who's had to deal with those negative situations that, that are the result of, to me, uh, bad policy and, and a lack of caring. Uh, I think, I think, um, Probably one of the most difficult things to navigate is how to continue to care pe for people uh, when it's when it's so exhausting, especially since you have so many people in your life that you have to care for. Since since you have um, so many situations that that you have to worry about, and and if it feels like other people are unwilling to do their part to make life better, then why should you be held responsible? Why should you pick up the bill? Honestly, from a, a straight administration administrative purpose, uh, it's it's a great question. And when you when you think of those things, why why should you have to put up with with uh, someone else's problems? And uh, and to that, I can only point out to to everyone is that the idea was always that a community would help. Communities lift each other up. We don't we don't die as individuals. We die together. We live together. We're better together. In a perfect world, you don't you don't need any of those things. The the simple motivation of of people and and the ideal of wanting to be better than we were should be enough to uh, to create to create unity, utopia, prosperity. One of the things that Steve and I kind of struggled with when we had our conversation from different sides of that political aisle is that Steve and I both kind of. Um, we both found our way to a couple of tropes, things that, uh, talking points, if you will, the things that we've been taught to repeat 
over and over. Uh, I, as a bleeding bleeding heart, have definitely um, have definitely been taught a few of those talking points. And uh, and he is as a person who's uh, definitely more conservative than me. And and again, experiencing a situation where where the people that he, f- he feels like he's helping don't don't seem to want or or appreciate that help. Um, that that experience kind of colors his his um, his perspective. This coincides with the uh, later uh, conversation that I had with somebody in a gun store. I was actually looking for some replacement ammo because I had shot a bunch of ammo. I'm I'm actually quite a, down quite a bit for for ammo. Um, uh, so I, I need to replenish my supplies for the future con, uh, con contests coming up in, uh, in Texas. And I was looking for a specific type of ammo. I came in because their website said that they would have some, uh, what they really meant was that you could order it from them and then they'd place an order for it in a couple of weeks and then you might get it by the end of the month. Rich, the guy behind the desk, um, we, we had a, we had an interesting conversation. I won't, I won't share the things that he shared with me. They were, they were pretty personal they sounded very personal. He was very open with me, which I appreciated. But I also, I don't, you know, without his permission, I'm not going to go in and share his life story. But, uh, but, but definitely, um, definitely he came from a, a place that I'm very familiar with, a, a place where, you know, your, your parents do their best or your, your parent does their best. And, uh, and, and things don't always work out. But through perseverance and, and <laughs> you could almost say creation, um, and things things had gotten better for them. This is something that I, I see pretty often from people who who come from uh, areas of abject poverty, uh, when their when their parents um, find find some way to make improvements. The the feeling is that you worked for it, and not that any luck was involved. And still coming from that that uh, conservative ideal ideal uh, pattern, the idea that that it belongs to you. And that you should protect it uh, creates creates kind of a defensive pattern. It's 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 understandable, and uh, I don't necessarily agree with where it ends up, but but I understand where they're coming from. What was unique about my conversation with Steve and my conversation with Rich is that we were both um, on on different sides of of a political fence in a time where where I think things are very politically charged, and in that same way, rather than. Um, rather than stick to our guns and talking points, we were, we were really willing and able to, to kind of back off from that and talk about, um, the issues themselves and, and and what real solutions might be, or at least where they might come from, from rather than, um, just, just, uh, looking at it from a straight economic standpoint. We've used words that, that, uh, in, in the conversation, we used words that the government's kind of taken away from us, caring, empathy, sympathy, time everything comes down to money constantly Uh, and i understand at the end of the day all of those things cost money but we're not looking at that from the human perspective one of the things that we all agree with just in general is that we we want things to be better for people we don't we don't want things to be awful we don't we don't want people to suffer that's that's not no matter what your political alignment is, that's that's not true. For most of us, no matter what your political alignment is, you don't want people to suffer. You would you would like a better life for everyone. You want you want their kids to have the opportunities, although you don't want those opportunities to be taken from you 
or your family. When you look back on it, from the from the greatest minds uh, in the past, one of one of the prevailing themes throughout history, throughout music, is that in order to make things better, it's to look at all others as family. Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, Ode to Joy, was a celebration of humanity and the thought that all men were brothers. Beethoven came from an abused childhood, and he uh, he had a pretty rough life just in general, and um, and then being being hailed as a genius during his life, the the thought that brought him happiness was that that thought that all men could be brothers. Overall, in both of the conversations that I had with Steve and Rich, once we got past the talking points and once we realized that we were just regurgitating the things that other people had said, when we when we really came down to it, we we wanted to help. We wanted to have a solution. We wanted to try something. The problem is that we're so wrapped up in not wanting to, number one, be wrong, and number two, lose money to a bad system that, in their cases, they felt unwilling to try. They're a little bit older than I am, so I understand where they're coming from. But at the same time, uh, that that world-weary attitude is, is part of the reason that we never get things done. Politicians have no interest in solving your problems. They just want you to to feel like they're going to do something, specifically so that they can make their friends better off, richer, less restricted. You see, you see, it's the, the that world, that world that the politicians have created, the, the red tape, the administration, the bureaucracy that prevents us from being able to make actual things happen. I used to work for the state of Minnesota, in, uh, in IT, and one of the things that was most frustrating was that every time you felt that that something needed to be taken care of, you would take it up the chain, and then you might get approval to do it two or three years later. Sometimes you'd work for somebody excellent, and they would they would help you push that through faster, or you would just do it anyway and suffer the consequences. I understand why the bureaucracy exists, but it becomes counterproductive to the idea of what you want to accomplish when, when it just stands in the way. The red tape is there to be a checks and balances system, but at some point it stops allowing you to complete what your objective is. The other side of those things is, is the, the creation of, of uh, so, many, so many obstacles that, that we're no longer looking at what is necessary to take care of because uh, because we we don't have a, an infrastructure in place, so what we do is we just we just hold on to our jobs and and hold on to the funding as much as possible. Uh, if you're familiar with something that my wife just made me aware of, the Christmas Island situation in Australia, where um, all of their detention center inhabitants had to be moved because of a medical law that they built, they uh, they passed. Um, the detention center had certified itself. They brought all of 150 plus employees back including a whole bunch of contractors and uh and none of the detention center detainees uh were, were actually put back in in the center so you had 150 plus employees sitting there knowing that if they'd said anything they would probably lose their jobs and rather than obviously repopulating the detention center but at the same time knowing that if they didn't spend that money they weren't going to get to keep it next year. I know that world because when I did my, my budgets, 
it was always important to to beef up the budget for the next year, knowing that they were going to chop a whole bunch of things out of the budget, not not looking at at what was necessary, not looking at what was important, not looking at what was imperative, not looking at what what you could do better next year. The only thing you could do was was beef up your budget, knowing that next year everything you were purchasing was going to be more expensive. That is the nature of the economy. And if you didn't find some way to fluff up the budget even further, you wouldn't be able to make do. One of the things that I believe that everyone can agree with is that no amount of money solves a problem. No amount of throwing money fixes an issue, socially or otherwise. You need, you need people there who care, people who want to do the right thing, and people who won't abuse that situation. And on top of that, you need oversight. You need people who care about caring about the objectives. You need people to overlook what's being done and rather than look at the plain numbers, understand whether or not something is going to accomplish an objective. And the problem is that getting people in those positions is hard. Knowing the right person is hard. Finding the right person is hard. And worse than that, appointing the right person is impossible. Because someone else has purchased that appointment from, from the government. One of the things that everyone can agree with on both sides of the fence is the amount of overwhelming corruption that we find in the United States government. One of the things that everyone can agree with is that the lack of oversight, the lack of transparency has created an environment where it be, has become so toxic that we have no belief and no faith left in our government. And that's one of those things that, that has become the divisive point between uh, uh, liberals and conservatives. I mean, outside of the bigger picture things like abortion and, and gun rights and, and, and other kind of financial policy things, taxation especially. But the, the biggest one is that a lack of faith in the government means that we feel that none of our government programs will make an effect on the actual social change we require in order to see a legitimate difference between what we see in the past, what we see in the present, and what we'd like to see in the future. And to me that highlighted uh, why, why I believed in a more liberal government, why, why I felt that government oversight was necessary, why I felt that the government needed to be involved in people's lives, and why I felt that the government needed to help provide social services to people. And to that extent, I think people still agree we just don't believe that the government is capable of making those changes. I think overall, when you get down to it, what, what, what was stunning about the conversations that I had with Stephen Rich was that it wasn't about politics anymore. While the issues themselves are political and our, our leanings were political, at the end of the day, we had, we had priorities. We had needs that needed to be met. We had uh, ideals. At some point, we stopped talking about ideals and we started talking about politics. One of the problems with our, our society as it stands right now, as we get closer to a civil cold war, as people like to call it, a cold civil war, I suppose, is that we're no longer willing to talk to each other. We're only reciting icy talking points. We're throwing barbs at each other. We're no longer talking about the problems we're no longer talking about the solutions. 
we're talking about why the other people are wrong. We're not working together for, for peace. We're not working together for a resolution. We're just fighting with each other. Which is exactly what... God, and it, it sounds like I'm some government conspiracist, and I'm not. Except that I am. They don't want you to work together. They need to be needed. They love to be loved. They want to be icons. And they want to take the power away from you. And that's what they've done, is take power away from the people. We no longer feel engaged in our government because of our republic. Because dividing you has taken away your power. Because your inability to work with people has removed your ability to remove the people who stand in the way. And so, to Steve, thank you for, for the wonderful conversation. Um, I, I hope that everything in your life goes well. I hope to see you again in the future. I hope to hear from you. I hope that your family finds prosperity. Too rich. I hope that, that every, everything find, you find satisfaction. I, I hope that you heal from the things that, that you told me about. I hope that the services you provide to the community that you live in are, are satisfying, that you, that you feel engaged, that you feel wanted or needed. Because both of you are. Both of you are so important. And to you, who may be listening, I hope you don't feel powerless. I hope you don't feel unneeded or unwanted. And I hope that you know that if you can go back to being an idealist, if you can go back to having your own feelings if you can go back to having your own mind, you can count too. Thank you for listening to Focus. I think I'm going to change it up a little bit here. It is a Patreon-supported podcast, however, and I want to thank the uh, Patreon members, Anastasia Beaverhausen, The White Prince, Vigilante, and Enrique Ramos for your continued support. Thank you so much. Um, I guess the reason I'm kind of changing things up here is I felt like maybe... Getting into the normal swing of things is a little disingenuous in general, especially since so much has changed in my life recently. Again, like I said at the beginning, I'm in a, a desert in New Mexico, which just blows my mind. And one of the other things that blows my mind is, is how different the people are from region to region. The way people d drive is, is so different. The way people react to you is so different. And, uh, and one of the things that was just so wonderful is, is going to a shooting competition I just went to on Saturday. And, um, wow, I, I just, I felt very welcomed by, by a couple of, well, more than a few of the people there. They were just, just, um, I don't know. It's almost like we were already friends. We were already family. And, uh, I just, you know, you know, to feel that in your soul, at least for me, I'm as a person, I, I definitely find myself to be an extrovert. I'm not afraid to meet people, and I'm, I, I might be even a little energized by that, but uh, but the, but that feeling is is definitely soul warming to me. And I just I wanted to kind of uh, to to change that energy to to feel that, even though I think one of the reasons people even listen to this podcast in general is that I'm not shouting at you. Um, I I definitely wanted to kind of create a different approach. I know that the rhythm is kind of the same, but the energy might feel different. I'm still thankful that you're here, that you're listening, all of you out there. I hope you're still interested. I hope, I hope that you're interested in, in, in the conversations. I'm hoping that, that those conversations are evolving in a way that, that might be 
um, logical, at least in, in terms of the, the podcast. And, uh, and I'm hoping that, that maybe those responses will be a little bit more evocative. Uh, I have heard from a few people, and it's great to hear from those people. Although um, uh, the people I usually hear from agree with me. Uh, sometimes it's nice to be challenged. It's definitely um, a, a good expansion of the mind to have to work for whatever it is that you already think is a predetermined conclusion. Knowing that you have to explain that to other people, to yourself, to, 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 to be logical in some way, creates a, a different balance because you're no longer just repeating what you already think you know. One of the problems with personality in general is that that we feel so wrapped up in our own selves that we no longer question ourselves. And being able to question yourself is such an important part of, of uh, just, I, I think, just being in touch with the reality, being in touch with your family, being in touch with community, being in touch with the people around you. Being able to question yourself gives you the opportunity to contain, to, to, to command empathy. So I, I would just hope that you continue to do that and help me do that. So... If you'd like to reply, you can send me an email, ron at focusbycisco.com, S-I-S-K-O. Uh, you can also check out the website, focusbycisco.com. Um, we've got a, key, a couple new pro- products, products, <laughs> projects there. It's about time that I start up my, my shooting blog, Focus on Front Sight. And, uh, and we're going to be opening up the music reviews here in the next couple of weeks, a little bit late. But, but they're none, nonetheless. So if you're interested in re- music reviews, One Hit Wonderful is the name of the new project. And, uh, and our first review, my first review, nobody else is involved, is um, one of my favorite songs. One of my favorite songs ever. Real life, send me an angel. If you decide to share this with someone, I hope you do it because it meant something to you. And that's so important because it, it evoked some sort of feeling. It doesn't have to be something you agree with, just a discussion point, and not because you think they should hear it, because that always falls on deaf ears. I'll see you when the plot requires it. Until next time, be excellent to each other.